Welcome to Queer Brown Mamas, hosted by Candy and Castro. On this podcast, we not only talk about our story of finding love, growing our family, healing generational trauma, and manifesting our dreams, but we also interview brilliant queer folks in our BIPOC community. Welcome, everyone. This is our first episode. We're really excited about it. In this episode, we'll be talking a little bit about ourselves, introducing ourselves, talking about why we decided to do this podcast, talk about who this podcast is intended for, and how you can support. So introductions. Hi, everyone. I'm Candy. I am a filmmaker. I'm a documentary filmmaker. So I decided to become a filmmaker because I was living in Oakland at the time, and I was really inspired by all of the brilliant, creative people in my life. When I saw stories about queer people or not even queer people LGBT stories in the media it's usually you know very white centered um, and so removed from my own experience and as a Chicana Latina um, when I saw stories of you know the Latino experience it was also very heterocentric Um, and so for me it felt really important to document the stories of my community um, of like the really amazing powerful things that were happening in my community Um, And so that's why I also love to create content. So um, as a filmmaker, that's what's exciting for me. But I'm really excited to explore this new medium of podcasting because I think that we could tell these really authentic stories in a more accessible way. Um, I am femme. I am a Chicana Salvadoreña. So my mom is from Mexico. My dad's from El Salvador. I was born in the Bay Area. I'm also a parent. And so there's like a lot to my journey that has led to creating this podcast. But a few pieces is that I was raised in an abusive alcoholic household. I was in abusive relationships myself. Me and Castro have a relationship where it's one of the first healthy relationships that I've been in. um, And that's been very formative um, in my adult life and as a parent. So I'm really excited to be here and to be creating this content for you all. All right. So hello, everyone. My name is Castro. About me, I am really excited to, to just be part of this adventure with Candy. I am uh, Chicanx and queer, uh, unapologetically queer. Currently, I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. And uh, one of the reasons why I decided to become a teacher, I was one of those students in, in school that I... I found every single reason to to leave the classroom and so I think about what would my life had been different if I had a teacher who actually took the time to try to figure out someone like me I am uh, born and raised in the Bay Area Uh, my father left when I was five years old mostly raised by a single mother Uh, grew up in San Jose uh, went to college in San Francisco and uh, another part of my story is that I'm also in, in recovery. I got sober back in 2007, and Candy mentioned that uh, you know her story about being raised in, a, in an alcoholic abusive household. Uh, what has been really special about my relationship with Candy is very early on in our relationship, we, we, we decided to, that we wanted to break cycles of addiction, alcoholism, and violence in our own family. And, um, and this is one of the main reasons why we decided to start this podcast, because in our lives, we 
didn't really have uh, healthy relationship role models. And so the reason why we decided to make this podcast is really rooted in a film we made called Mariposa. Mariposa was my thesis film when I was getting my MFA in cinema at SF State. And it really documented our conception journey. Um, so the main premise of the film was to document Castro's pregnancy. Um, Castro being masculine presenting had a lot of anxiety and fear about what it would mean to be pregnant because she saw very few examples of what pregnancy looked like for her. Well, I mean, I, I have this vivid memory going on my on, on Google and searching like these were all of the keywords I searched using Google uh, queer parent, queer pregnant, butch and pregnant and all of the images that I found on uh, through Google images were just pictures of, of white uh, butch women. And for me, it was it was like I, I, I didn't have any examples of, of brown, masculine, of center, brown, masculine, of center, queer, uh, pregnant, or gestational parents. Uh, and so that's that's one of the reasons why we decided to document our journey. So while that was the intention of the journey was to document Castro's pregnancy, we quickly realized that trying to get pregnant as a queer couple is very complicated. So there are so many hurdles in our journey that we did not anticipate, um, you know, just from finding the right sperm donor to um, accessing IUIs um, to just trying to get pregnant. And so um, the story ended up being kind of the challenges of trying to conceive because we were trying and trying and trying and Castro wasn't getting pregnant. And so it was it was a little stress inducing for me as a grad student because my thesis film was really contingent on this story. But it was starting to feel for me that it was going to be a lot of failed pregnancy attempts um, and there would be nothing to show for it at the end. Um, so it just made us realize how difficult and complicated this journey can be for queer people because nobody really talks about it, right? Nobody talks about how to get pregnant. Um, you kind of have to figure that out on your own. You don't have very many examples. I mean, we had no examples of what that looked like. And, um, a lot of it was just kind of us figuring it out on our own. Um, but at the end of it, we had a really powerful story that we shared and um, it really resonated with audiences um, because, again, there are so few examples of what this looks like, a queer Chicana couple trying to get pregnant. And, um, and we just realized that people are so thirsty for these stories. There is such a, um, a limited um, availability of stories like, like ours um, that when, you know, when people find these stories, there's, there's um, such a demand and such a wide audience for it. Um, and so it made us realize that there is a need to just talk about our stories, to talk about what it means to be queer and brown and married, queer and brown and pregnant, queer brown parents, queer brown mamas, um, because again, there are just such limited representations of what that looks like. And I just want to add that this is not a podcast that's only specifically talking about growing families. 
it's not only a podcast that's talking about uh, how how to, how to get pregnant. It's it's this podcast is 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 basically just everything. Like when I think about my relationship with Candy, we have been very um, intentional about envisioning a life that we want, and then really taking any risks to to really manifest our dreams. And so for me, this podcast is is it has a lot to do with us and our story of growing our family. Beyond that, it's also uh, a podcast that we want to be able to uplift the stories of uh, our queer BIPOC community. And so we also would like to just share stories of magic and joy uh, from our BIPOC community. Um, that's a great point because I think that that's the other thing that as a a filmmaker, I was really frustrated in that most stories about the LGBT community or queer folks is really rooted in our pain and our trauma or, you know, it's like our coming out story, which is like that is the end all be all of the you know queer experience. And it's not. I feel like so much happens after we come out that is not really celebrated or shared or documented. And so I think that as queer people, there's so many people that I see in my community that are thriving, that are brilliant, that are magical, that are powerful. And again, we don't really have access to these stories. And so we really want to use this platform to uplift and amplify those stories too. So what we will be exploring on our podcast, we are going to be talking about healthy queer relationships. Specifically, we're going to talk about me and Castro's relationship. And kind of all of the things that we did to show up in a really loving, healthy relationship. Um, and, you know, that includes going to therapy, talking about our feelings, working through conflict. Conflict is so difficult for me as a daughter of an alcoholic. You know, I wasn't really raised to deal with conflict. I was raised to repress conflict because conflict always meant violence in my home. And so that's something that for me feels really huge to be able to um, work through with a trusting loving partner and I personally I love conflict I mean for me I think conflict is a great opportunity for for two people to like really get a, a better understanding of how they can treat each other differently so that in a more loving compassionate respectful kind way so when we talk about healthy queer relationships, when we share our story, I mean, we're going to reflect on our relationship and, and, and share the stories that were also like really painful. The other thing we're going to talk about is queer conception. So we have successfully had one pregnancy and one baby. We are the parent of a beautiful, magical toddler. And we are actually in our conception journey of trying to manifest our second baby. And in those journeys, we have learned a lot about conception and kind of the ins and outs of, um, of your body and trying to conceive. So we're going to talk about our journey and all the things that we've done to, um, to try to get pregnant and to, to successfully get pregnant. Um, the other topic we're going to be exploring in our podcast is conscious parenting. Um, I think that Again, as a as a child of uh, alcoholic and raised in an abusive household, I have had to do a lot of reparenting and unlearning of cycles of violence in my own parenting journey. Um, so there are things that um, 
there are things that I've learned a lot as a parent where I don't want to perpetuate the ways that I was raised. Um, And so really talking about how we are raising our child very differently than how we ourselves were raised. Well, not only in in terms of violence and and, and addiction and, uh, and alcoholism, but also even around gender. When we when we think about the way that we've been really intentional about just find our child what whatever they're gravitating towards, if our child wants to wear pink, blue, purple, it doesn't matter. It's just we because that's not how we how we were both raised, especially me considering like my journey to uh, finding acceptance in my gender. I mean, I used to love wearing hats and everyone in my family would just rip my hat off or call me a tomboy and just really tease me. And and so when it comes to conscious parenting, it's not only thinking about the ways in which uh, we are aware of, of how we need to reparent ourselves by unlearning uh, the ways that we were disciplined. Also, it's just about giving our child more choices. We will also explore healing intergenerational trauma. This this topic is is pretty intense and really important to to unpack. Uh, for example, I um, when I think about what does that look like in in my family and what does why that that's really important is because uh, we really want to focus on healing not only ourselves, not only our, our, our family, it's also important to, to really think about intentional ways we can heal our communities. And so part of the ways in which we would like to heal intergenerational trauma is, is, is to really talk about our story and, and what healing looks like for us and what, what it looked like in the beginning, even before Candy and I even met. What did that look like for me? I mean, I... I I got sober in 2007, so I have 14 years of recovery. And and also, between the two of us, we have at least 10 plus years of therapy, uh, individual therapy, couples therapy, and um, and so that's that's also another topic that we would like to explore with with all of you. And then the final thing that we are planning to explore is this idea of manifesting our dreams. And I, I want to preface this by saying that I, I recognize that I and me and Castro have a lot of privilege in talking about manifesting our dreams. I think a lot about my parents as immigrants and how they didn't really have the choice to, you know, manifest their dreams. My mom was a Sunday school teacher and her dream was to be a teacher. But as an immigrant to this country, didn't really speak the language, um, what was available to her was to be a house cleaner and that's how she was able to provide for her family and to this day she is a house cleaner Um, and so I I think that we have a lot of privilege in that we can talk about you know what our dream jobs are or what what do we want for our life and and really really come from a place of privilege around that Um, at the same time I do believe that manifesting is something that you can consciously take charge of Um, I think that it's a tool that is available to all of us and that me and Castro have done a lot of work to be conscious of what we want for ourselves, what we want for our family. Yeah. I mean, Candy talks about having privilege to be able to manifest our lives and manifesting our dreams. This topic for me is really personal 
because of, of my childhood. And when I think about uh, where I come from and, and the, the trauma that I experience and, and how now as, as an adult, I, I have unlearned a lot of, of, of negative thinking. And, and, and then I've also really been intentional about just taking risks. And that has not always been easy. It's actually been scary at times. Uh, but when I think about the life that I have with, with Candy and, and our community, I, it's, it's definitely one of our um, values that we, we definitely cherish. So who this podcast is intended for? This podcast will unapologetically center queer BIPOC voices. Because of all the things that we've talked about previously, you know, the reason we're doing this podcast is because there are such limited representations of our experiences. We are very intentional about centering the voices of our queer BIPOC community. There are very few platforms that center our voice. Usually we're kind of a, a token voice or a voice on the periphery. And so the purpose of this podcast is really to have these voices be front and center. Um, and, and so that includes also amplifying the stories of people in our community. While we'll be talking a lot about our story and um, our journey, um, we're also going to be interviewing other folks in our community so that we could hear their story and we could offer different perspectives. Um, obviously, our, our perspective is very limited, so we're really eager and interested to amplify the stories of other folks in our community. Uh, this podcast is also for anyone who's curious about uh, sobriety or folks in recovery. When I think about um, my life in out in public, I, I don't generally come out as as someone who's sober. And and so some people look at me or I'm out in public, I'm out partying, you know, I'm like probably one of the last people to leave a party. I'm always like out there having candies rolling her eyes because she was like, when was the last time you've been to a party, Castro? We've been in a pandemic. Also, anyway, you, you go to sleep at like 930 every night. So. Okay, yes, this is true. <laughs> and it's really important that other people see examples of people like myself who is sober and in recovery. So it's also for people who are just curious about people like me or people in recovery uh, in general. Here are the different ways that you can support our podcast. You can subscribe so you could find out when we release new episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at Queer Brown Mamas. You could spread the word to your community and your friends. Please let people know about our podcast. Uh, you could also donate at queerbrownmamas.com slash donate. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening and please spread the word. We're excited about this podcast and hope that you are too. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Queer Brown Mamas. You can support us by subscribing to our podcast, spreading the word, or following us on Instagram at Queer Brown Mamas. See you next time.